Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm your host, KJ, and welcome to Catalyst Conversation with yours truly. (sighs) Episode 8. We are here, we are here, we are here. I just stalled there because I forgot what I wanted to say. Oh yeah, I remember. Welcome to our Kiki Time with Kat and KJ. So this episode, we do a deep dive into our previous episodes that we have done on the pod, and we try to figure out what common themes are there. So ladies and gentlemen, thems and theys, help me welcome Catherine to our show. It is showtime! <laughs> Thank you for that. That was cute. So we are here with Catherine of House Higgins, second of her name. How are we doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Cal? I am great. I wish I was a second, though. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think legally I can go by it. Why? Why not? Just a little bit flashy. <laughs> I mean, flash it. Like if I had, if I had a second, if I had a sir. Ooh. I haven't earned a sir title. <laughs> oh my gosh! If I ever get knighted. <laughs> I know. Oh. I God help the world. Oh my gosh! I already have the outfit already planned out. To be honest with what you. What is it? I'm thinking like sequins. So you're gonna be Elton John. No, maybe not sequins. <laughs> <laughs> More like patents. Oh okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like Lizzie. I want Lizzie to do it. She's going to stay alive. She's going to live forever. I can make some comments about the royal family right now if I want. I mean, like, tread lightly. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm more scared of them than anyone else. <laughs> cool. So, we are here in Fredericton today instead of St. John. Oh, we're in the bustling provincial capital of New Brunswick. Woo! Try to sound a little bit more excited there, Cal. I mean... <laughs> you know what? Fredericton is a wonderful city. It's just not for me. That's fine. Do you know what I do like? What? When I um, got about halfway here, the fog lifted. Ooh, That's yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like kind of gray out, and then it's just sunny, and then, yeah. Yeah. St. John does have her fog. It do, it do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Uh, I'm happy to be here. We're recording Cal's apartment right now. Uh, you may or may not hear a little doggy downstairs. So please excuse the background noise. Oh my gosh. They, Yorkies, they just warm my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So our last Kiki, we um, were drinking Mm -hmm. and it went on for a very long time. Very long. So I appreciate every listener that tackled that behemoth of an episode. Um, Mostly my mom. But real MVP. I know she is. She did it in three parts. That's how dedicated she was. It, it was definitely a three-part kind of episode. Yeah, it was long. So we're gonna try and keep this one down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for our own um, voice boxes and for your own ears, because nobody really wants to listen for that long. Correct. I feel. Um, but we do appreciate the feedback that was given to us on that episode for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I like the feedback. I was just like, yeah, it was like very interesting. However, <laughs> why was it so long? That's what I got a lot. They're like, um, I haven't finished listening yet. I'm like, you're not going to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Try the next one. <laughs> but anyway, other than being assholes about it, we do appreciate everyone. 
Um, yeah, so we're not drinking as well. We have Perrier instead. Perrier. So instead of a Gosling shout-out, we'll do a Perrier one. Maybe they'll come on and sponsor us. <laughs> or just, like, give me endless supply of Perrier for the rest of my life. I think I'd be happier with that. Yeah, me too. This... Nah, I'm not going to go how much I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it, I know. Um, one time my sister was dating someone mm-hmm. that he came to the house and we had Perrier. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it and was like, this is a trust fund kid, clearly. He looked at it and he was like, Perry is for poor people. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. And our whole family swiveled around and was like, what? The, what the hell is he drinking? Pellegrino. Oh. Ooh. That's fancy. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Court's gonna kill me if she hears this. Oh, hi, Courtney. This is actually a test to see if she actually listens. <laughs> um, all right, so with that in order, um, how are you feeling about the podcast so far? You know what? I really genuinely love, love, love the podcast. Fun fact about me I love radio. Love radio. Been mm-hmm. listening to radio since I was a little youth. So the fact that I'm no, not on radio because I don't think I'm cool enough to be on a radio station. So this is like really fitting into my fantasy of being uh, a radio host. So I really do like that. And you know, I've been around the province for a bit now, interviewing folks, and it's just really seeing different perspectives that really make me go, hmm, didn't see it like that. So I do like that aspect of things, and it gives it gives me something to do. I get bored a lot. I get antsy. I need to do stuff with my hands. Oh yeah. Maybe we should film these too. Oh my god, this is just me doing like. I know. I just sit on mine a lot. Like clutch. I need pearls. Clutching my pearls and. I'll just put a sound effect in there. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so that's cool. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've had like a nice array of guests on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the ones that you have recorded that haven't been up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, those are quite exciting too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went to PEI and talked about the housing crisis of PEI. I'm going to call it a housing crisis because it has rippling effects. And you just like the word crisis? I, I love the word crisis. <laughs> I'm like waiting for you to say it. Well, a crisis. Everything's in crisis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cool. That'll be out in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm, couple weeks. Sweet. So stay tuned for that. Uh-huh. Um, going to a different province to talk about something that's cool. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty fun. I was just like, I'm here for business. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> just all the Atlantic issues. <laughs> cool. Um, is there anything that's like surprised you about the podcast so far? Just the the willingness of people. Like everyone has like the same issues or like the same viewpoints to things. Just like people just don't talk to each other about it. So it's um, what I like to do is like connect my guests with each other and just be like, I know so-and-so is doing this. We mm-hmm. should speak with them. Blah, blah, blah. Do your thing. And I find it really cool. Yeah. So this is like a spaced out cocktail party. Literally. Literally. Cool. Um, anything? Like are there like a lot of common threads that you've been able to pick up? Um, like you just said that people are thinking the same way and just not talking like yeah so one thing that I'm realizing is like especially with young people it's just like we're unhappy <laughs> with the work that we're doing and everyone thank you for qualifying what we're unhappy with hmm? thanks for qualifying what we're unhappy with oh, it's yeah. not just 
in general, but it's with our work. Mm-hmm. That's what you're finding. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then I always say like this, because like everyone's just like, oh, millennials or Gen Zers are entitled, blah, 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 blah. But now when I look at it, I kind of like look at it as, you know how you get like hand-me-downs as a kid mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't fit or it's like scratchy. It just mm-hmm. makes you feel uncomfortable. It doesn't like make you look cute in the mirror. That's how I feel about jobs that people are in now. Right. Where it's just like we're shoving ourselves into a system that really um, isn't for us because, you know, just like how we grew up in like, you know, technology and all this jazz that we really need to create our own jobs and create new industries to adapt for people to be like, you know, give a quality of life. And uh, yeah, so I'm starting to realize that is leading to a lot of people being like, I really don't like my job, or I'm just doing this because I have to pay debt, which, you know, leads into a crisis of just unhappiness, which stems into other stuff. For sure. Actually, so I re-listened to a couple of them today Mm -hmm. um, on my drive here, and I really uh, was quite interested in Kayla Johnson's approach. Mm. So when I was listening to it, and of course I know her professionally and personally, so I'm a little biased on this, but yeah. she is fantastic. She's, She's a, a boss bitch for sure. She has a goddess. I love her. Um, such good hair. Right? Just like... I think that's important in mm. leadership. Anyway, <laughs> um, I really was struck by the fact that she just couldn't find her, she couldn't find a way to behave authentically to herself mm-hmm. in a corporate environment and mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting that she and I really appreciate how candidly she talked about her mental health um, and that she wanted to find a kind of a way of life or a technique of, of finding herself and not having to like over medicate herself to just get through a corporate lifestyle yeah. um, and I think when she started uh, Arcacia Projects and Events Limited that plug (laughs) um it really is a a very um modern company Mm -hmm. so like if you're having a down day don't come in Mm -hmm. and when i've talked to her and even in like interview processes with her and her coo um they've said why would we want you to come in if you're going to be miserable and unproductive yeah so i think that's really cool um and it's just an interesting way to rethink business Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For our generation, yeah, and because really we do have the technology to just sit at home mm-hmm. and you can Skype call, yeah, or, you know what I mean, yeah, or Google Hangouts or whatever. Yeah, no, and like that's that's what I like to talk about when it comes to my my boomers out there, where careful we don't want to insult them. Oh my gosh, okay, boomers. It's really like blown up, eh? Yeah, it's, it's it's insane. I. I think it's I think it's cute. Okay, so I think it's cute because like I'm all for pop culture, meme culture, all that type of shit. It like motivates me. <laughs> However, I am kind of concerned because it does you know divide us as individuals, and we don't develop as understanding. You know, I'm all about seeking understanding, and um, yeah, it doesn't it does not allow for communications to happen. So like when I talk to people um, like older generations who like manage young people i'm just like young people are motivated you're just like your culture and your company is not motivating them because like i look at it myself where like i've been in situations where i will work my ass off if i believe into the company and believe in my managers i believe in the work that we're doing like i don't i'm gonna put over and beyond into it but if i don't believe in it or if i don't have some type of ownership over something i'm like 
I'm just here for nine to five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. For sure. Mm-hmm. I do. I agree with you, and I'm glad that you said you do say to boomers, mm-hmm. millennials do care. Yeah. Or Gen X, whatever we are right now. Um, I think that the OK Boomer, we were talking about this a little bit before. I, I mean, it shuts down conversation, but it's also a response to individuals that would rather say, millennials don't do anything, millennials don't care. Yeah. Right? So it's like if, if you're ending a conversation that quickly with just saying millennial, well, I'm going to end it too. I was just saying, OK Boomer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Also, the, the jokes have been hilarious. The memes, I love them. Who comes up with memes? Like, that should be... Meme lords is what they like to be called. What? Meme lords. Child, I can't. I just... My only question to them... (laughs) Please stop making your accounts private. It's terrible. I mean, it's smart. No, I hate it. It's so smart. Because I had like eight people sending me private things. I'm like, it's not funny. It's a good marketing tool, and I respect their hustle. No. I respect it. They're guaranteed followers. I'm not following them for that reason. I know. I really feel bad. I'm, I, I'm at this point, I'm like, screenshot that shit. I know, I do it all the time. <laughs> this is my buying power. It's just my following and liking ability. It's ridiculous. Cool. So, anyway, millennials, keep on track. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was really quite pleased with Kayla's interview, I think. Mm-hmm. It was, it's nice to see that we're... Um, again, like what people make fun of millennials for, like creating safe spaces mm-hmm. and like all of these like little pillow rooms, but yeah. that's not really what's happening. It's that I think her perspective was that we're creating spaces that individuals can thrive in yeah. that have different needs that need to be yeah. assessed. Yeah. And I'm not even saying like they have really, really um, debilitating issues. It's just like some days we can't get the courage to get out of bed. Yeah. And that's fine. So I, I loved hearing that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you really like noticed with mental health? Just like what I learned with TJ's one is how generational mental health mm-hmm. can rear its ugly head in in a culture and in, in a people. So like what me and TJ talked about with you know the like the, the deep issues about like microaggression and like um, colonization. And, slavery and all that type of stuff and how that manifests into um, you know so many like mental health issues within like black communities you know around the world um, or just in like colonially uh, countries that it made me be like oh shit like we we got like a lot a lot a lot a lot of deep issues is and it makes me think it's like I, it makes sense because I, I think I was kind of disconnected with the, the concept of like, I was like, why aren't, you know, black people progressive? Not, well, not progressive, like, like, have like productivity and stuff like that. And it's just like you had like these layers, like we're walking on layers and layers and layers of uh, like different types of oppression and, and hurt that it messes up with your with your mental being. Mm-hmm. So that like that episode really made me realize those like how much work and importance that we need to do when it comes to mental health and healing from past. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean like um in like a uniquely Canadian perspective as well with the Truth and Reconciliation Act, like all of those initiatives. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, I'm 
continually confused, and I don't mean to turn this into a soapbox, even though it's a podcast, Mm -hmm. but I'm confused that individuals don't understand the problems with indigenous nations and, like, why people say, well, they have all these tax credits, they have this, that, and that. It's not really what's going on. That's not immediately just allowing school to be accessible, which should just be a right in itself. Mm -hmm. That's not going to take you out of the fact that you witnessed your grandmother like terrible things happen to your entire family, right? So it's not going to just automatically. So yeah, Yeah. TJ, of course, was talking about his own perspective Mm -hmm. um, as like a black New Brunswicker. Mm -hmm. But I I think there's a lot of lessons in that that we Mm -hmm. can just look to other communities. Yeah, and I like, like, that's why I am so big into empathy building. Like that's, if I had to pick a job that I want to do, like it's going around and like allowing people to see different perspective and really understand what people are going through because I I can't believe that's a profession that someone would need yeah it is just teach people to give a shit about other people design (laughs) thinking this is it design thinking one on one the first step Mm -hmm. like empathizing so you can ideate yeah literally (laughs) like that's insane yeah yeah but it's, it's it's having these tough things is um, like I look at myself like I am a I like I am a ride or die ally because people have taken the time to hear where I'm coming from that I want to give back and like I want to help other people like you know I I believe like I'm a, a ride or die for indigenous folks is because I am constantly learning and understanding the culture and and how the indigenous folks have interacted, you know, post, you know, um, the invasion of Turtle Island to, um, you know, where we are now. And it's just like, I can relate so much to it. So it's just like, okay, let me just stop and sit. Like the same thing with like my Acadian folks is, you know, sitting down and understanding uh, where they came from and like the, the, like the trials and tribulations that they went through. And it's just like, huh. Like, well, just all these things that divide us. We just need to, like, take a sit back and be like, why do we dislike these folks? Or why um, do we come to this situation? And I don't know. Have you gotten a lot of feedback from TJ's episode? Yeah. Anything that you want to discuss, perhaps? I think it's funny that someone from Bermuda was just like, so this guy in New Brunswick has a podcast and it's talking about race. Do you know him? Did that happen? Yeah. You didn't tell me about that? Yeah, so like my mom, someone messaged my mom. Just, Did, were you keeping this a secret? Yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't keeping it a secret, but I, I, I was just like, hey, I didn't, I remember being like, hey, mom, I'm oh. doing a podcast. Yeah. You know, I just like did it. And then, yeah. TJ, because oh, like, really? yeah, so someone, so someone in Nova Scotia, uh, TJ went to Nova Scotia, and then someone from Nova Scotia knows someone in Bermuda or on Facebook, and then that person shared it to their thing, and then someone shared it in right. Bermuda, and then, um, one of my mom's friends in Bermuda saw it and then they were like, oh my gosh, like someone in New Brunswick is talking about like race in <laughs> New Brunswick with another Bermudian. I didn't know that. And then like my mom was just like, so like, do you know this thing called Catalyst Conversation? I was yes, just Mama, like, it's me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. 
Did she listen to it? Uh, she has not listened to it. Oh, I was gonna say she didn't recognize your voice, but okay. she has not listened okay, to okay. it. Yeah, that she doesn't know how to. Sense, she then. doesn't know how to download. I had to explain it to my yeah. mom over several things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My dad really supports you, but doesn't understand how to turn it on. You know what? It's okay. So whatever. You know, I just pre-downloaded for Paul. I I did. <laughs> I've tried to set it up on his iPad, but it's very confusing. No. That's so funny. I didn't know your mom. So we're we're getting out there. Yeah, like we're 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 tr- we're trekking around the world. Cool, very very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I really really like, again, other than like Kayla's, um, we're interviewing a lot of people that are heavily involved in exponential learning, mm-hmm. and that's such a beautiful way to get ahead in your career mm-hmm. and professionally and just develop skills that you didn't know you even had or would need, and it's so cool, and I think, like, obviously you see this coming off of Advocacy Week. Yeah. Um, like, it's just fantastic, like, Patrick and Kayla was in co-ops, Patrick is obviously part of the student union at UMBSJ, and so is Yana and Craig, and it's just really cool to see the youth of New Brunswick I don't want to say rise up because it's <laughs> no they're rising the revolution's coming oh, okay it sounds very apocalyptic but I, I can get on board with that for sure actually what I th- what someone actually because um, I, I say the revolution is coming a lot you do and you can confirm someone so so uh, a professor from York University, she, no she did her masters and doctorates in at York and now she teaches at UNB and she just talked about like how Caribbean, like like Black Caribbeans in particular, we have like this mindset of like if we see an issue, we, you know, t- we talk about it, and we try our best to motivate it in any way that we can, and we say shit like the revolution is coming to motivate and try to get okay. people talking about stuff. I think I'm very much from a background where you acknowledge it and then internalize it and never do anything about it yeah no mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> just agonize by yourself for a little bit no talk about it and be like <laughs> what let's fix it <laughs> yeah fight the power oh, okay mm-hmm. i like this mm-hmm. very inspiring cal <laughs> um so i mean you've been heavily involved with experiential learning like i like, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for experiential learning. Like, I am a big believer in the experiential learning. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I'm I'm not smart. Well, I'm smart. Don't say that. Um, but traditional <laughs> learning isn't yeah. for me. Like, reading a textbook, okay, yeah. But most of the stuff that I learn to do is actually getting my hands involved with it. Learning, failing forward, and failing fast. And, like, owning my mistakes and just being like, yeah, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. But... I could learn from my fuck ups <laughs> and move on. So no, like, and that's, I'm very impressed because like also I'm also learning to like give credit where credit's due. So I'm gonna talk about Future Ready NB, which is a phenomenal initiative that really encourages uh, experiential learning, especially for individuals in non-STEM liberal arts backgrounds. So really, Ayo. yeah, liberal arts degrees. <laughs> Um, because one thing that a liberal arts degree does, and all all degrees do some form of critical thinking, don't at me. <laughs> but liberal arts degrees, like you're bas- you're constantly unraveling the issue and trying to um, solve a problem and being able to pivot and be um, adaptive. And that's what companies need now. Like you know, businesses need 
individuals to come in just like this is our big hairy problem how we're gonna pivot like in a week or pivot in like a year or something like that so you're seeing like this this desire for liberal arts students but like liberal arts students are getting the opportunities to be in experiential learning opportunities because it's very much geared to that traditional like you know stem business engineering okay. all yeah. that type of stuff which is fine Sorry, in my own experience, co-op programs were really difficult to find um, as like an, like an English and philosophy major. Exactly. And then people kind of scoff at you and you say you're in those degrees. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to do about it? Or with it? Yeah. You're like, well, I'll figure it out. You can run <laughs> a business. That's me. what you can do. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start a podcast. That's <laughs> what I should have said. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So like you're seeing like this desire. And one thing about Future Ready MB is... Future Ready MB was an MBS, a New Brunswick Student Alliance brainchild. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like it started three years ago in, I think it was 2016, 2015, like that board at the time um, believed in providing funding for individuals in the arts programs to allow them to have the opportunity to create their idea. That was like the seed that blossomed this massive tree of Future Ready MB, which is like an all of the universities um, in the province going into community colleges and now going into high schools mm-hmm. um, and they have like a indigenous um, indig- indigenous wing as well as a future ready Wabanaki um, which does the same concept as well where you're seeing something that came from a little idea of individuals who were tr- who, like basically MBSA is a experiential learning incubator in my opinion okay. um, and like so you saw someone saw an idea blossom into this big thing now where it's gone through two governments so liberals started it the pcs kept it and i am hoping and pleading that the pcs continue to, to fund into it because it's just a phenomenal program and seeing the impact that is actually happening so it was actually doing to folks that's my plug yeah. trevor holder Experiential learning is awesome, and you should really, really, really support Future Radio MB for the rest of your life. His whole life, not his just his political life. Whole life, because he yeah. is also an initiative. a product of experiential learning, because he was a uh, an executive of the UMB Student Representative Council. There we go. Yeah, he actually graduated from university and then went straight to be an ally. That quickly. That quickly. Wow. Yeah, Trevor Holder. Good for you, Trevor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Minister Trevor. The Honorable. I know. I actually I had to write something the other day, and I had to look up all the like proper ways to talk to all of your like government heads. I just think it's so uh, British, and I love it. It was. That's all I was thinking the whole oh, time. Oh gosh. And I was it's... like, well, it is Canada, mm-hmm. and who do we report to? I know. I just think like the like the different levels of like British, the Commonwealth is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, back home, if a minister walks in, you stand. Like if like a like a deputy minister walks in, you stand type yep. stuff. I wish they did that here. The last time I ran into one was at a was at an event. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a windbreaker, so the pomp and ceremony was kind of taken down. See, that's like another thing that I can't get behind. <laughs> like, if you're gonna like throw the Union Jack around and you know be a part of the Westminster system dressed to impress. Yeah, where's your coattails? Is oh, that what you want? This is it. Oh my god, that would not work in New Brunswick. I know. Like they had the opening of Parliament and no one was wearing hats and I was just like, I'm having like I was like rubbing my temples. There was like dust on portraits. 
<laughs> How? And then it gets better. So, so I, I told the page. I was just like, hi, yeah. So, why do you have a dress? Would you just put your white glove on and then oh, pull I just, a finger across the portrait? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, had, I, I was just like, hey, yeah, I, like, I don't know if I should tell you this, but, like, could you just, like, dust the, the portrait's legs? It looks very uh, nice today. Excuse me, where's the cleaning staff? <laughs> this is it. I love protocol. Like, protocol yeah. is a, a big thing to me. And it's just like, I don't know. It's a dying art, clearly. I think it's really interesting that you want so hard for the movement and, like, youth rising. And mm-hmm. yet you love pomp and ceremony from back in the day. I know. It's, like, very much a fusion so- thing. It's, like, a history thing. It's, like, you could... It's more of a ceremonial thing. Okay. Like, you know, it's... It's recognizing, it's just recognizing history. Maybe I just like acting. I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's one thing the British know how to do. Act. Put on a show. Put on a good show. <laughs> it's their, their specialty. <laughs> that and lining people up. They could, they could cue like no one's business. Yeah, that's outrageous. <laughs> Cool. I wonder how they would how they would deal with the youth rising in the day though. Like I think Lizzie like at her actual coronation, like the first one. Liz I think Lizzie would be down for it. Yeah. No, actually no, I don't think so. Lizzie Lizzie, like, you know, she old school. You know, she doesn't get the credit that's credits due, in my opinion. Go on. Okay, so <laughs> clearly you want to. <laughs> So, like, one, she was a female monarch. Two, she went through two world wars. Three, she had to deal with Winston Churchill. Ugh. <laughs> and then, like, she had to deal with, like, the, the cr- decrumbling of the empire, but still try to, like, save it as a way to position Britain in a way that can still be Britain. And I feel like she did not get the credit which credits due to creating the Commonwealth in which it is today. Like it wasn't it wasn't like politicians in Britain that cemented the Commonwealth. It was her. Okay. And her dancing with like African princes. Smart. And now. Oh. See, and <laughs> and now and now she's allowed her grandson to marry uh, a person of color. Allowed. I mean, she didn't allow it. You do have to get permission. I know. Yeah. But also, that was a a saving great. Like, that just literally cemented. That cemented that institution for the next hundred years. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you got countries like Bermuda, for example, where Meghan and Harry were on all of our postage stamps for months. Yeah, they played that role. Well, I mean, after every... Have we talked about this before? In our personal thing? Maybe. Mm-mm. How after every royal family and, like, the royal tour, or marriage, rather, the tour that they do after the marriage, their, num- like, their approval rating spikes, like, an incredible amount. Yeah, but, like, when William and Kate did, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. No, their, their rating down in... Um, in Australia, like oh, Oceania okay. area, it was skyrocketing. Mm. People, and that's like typically an area that people are, they say like, why the hell do we even have this? Okay, okay. Why do we have to report to the queen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, that is a valid question. Like, why do you report to the queen? Not very independent to me. I, I do like crap. I do like saying that. Like, y'all are not a republic. <laughs> okay. To Australians? No, to, like, anyone who's in the Commonwealth. Oh. Just like, please don't target just them. <laughs> just like, oh, everyone. Just like, you're not really a republic, but whatever. Yeah. The only people who are a republic are creeping bro- brothers and sisters. <laughs> Look how that went for them. <laughs> Shit. Political shade. Oh, gosh. Okay, so. <laughs> anyway, so the youth are rising. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. We've gone past that point. Mm-hmm. Be fast. Mm-hmm. Which is good, though. Like, it's. Yeah. It's time to it's time to rise and it's and it's time to put our foot down and it's time to grow the fuck up. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, if you're having an issue with your surroundings, like get involved, run for positions, um, voice your opinions, and you know make yourself heard. Especially in New Brunswick, where like forty six percent of the population is classified as youth. Get your shit together. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Get your shit together. <laughs> All young New Brunswickers. Do it. <laughs> cool. Well, this check-in was, was nice. I'm happy we did it. For the Kiki? Mm-hmm. Kiki. No, is it? Okay. Yeah, no, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this was, this was better, though. This was calmer. This is I like a debrief. Got my opinions in there. You always do. I know. I mean, I tr- actually, I. Fun fact: I don't really show my opinions a lot. I only show my opinions to like people who are who I'm close to. I'm very much a. I like to keep shit to myself. And then you started a podcast. Yeah, because I I get to control my narrative because people don't understand me because I don't do a good job of explaining okay. myself. Okay. Do you find that you like talking more or writing more? I love opinions? talking more. Because like when I write, I, my writing is not, my writing's no. I know how it is. I've edited it. <laughs> my writing is, yeah, it's not. It's, I, I'm not saying it's bad at all. But I'm not saying it's good. No, it sounds exactly like when you're talking. Yeah, 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 literally. So, um, and also like, like when I'm writing, like people misunderstand me and get myself in trouble i get canceled a lot cancel me <laughs> oh, okay i mean i do get canceled like my my who have you ever actually been canceled yeah. when i was on the src did that happen oh yeah i deleted my facebook i didn't know it was the year before i joined oh by the way we know each other through experiential learning yeah so hey there we go i'm at the love of my life. Mm-hmm. Cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've also said that. It's just like, what I want to do with the university students, I just want to put them on a bus. Just like mix them up with different universities. Mm-hmm. And just like let them tour the province. And let them see what the province has to offer. Let them, I don't know, go to, I don't know, just, just go around yeah. and just see stuff. And just like have different perspective of but what the province advocacy has to work, or week is sort of like that. But like, advocacy week is more on very much students conforming to the system is it yeah and which in hindsight that's like any form of advocacy for sure what about the maritime student congress that event i mean that's more well that still aligns with like traditional um 
politicsy type vibe. Like the like I do I do I do love the Maritime State Congress. However, it does not allow. It, it's for student leaders. Um, and then when I say student leaders, I mean like student union. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they really don't have the chance to fully um, be their be their be themselves and and see what options that they have in context of the province. I have an idea. Yeah. Why don't we organize a mystery bus mm-hmm. to a different university? <gasps> you just pick up a whole gaggle of kids, take them to somewhere else. Yeah, I'm doing that. Catalyst conversations come to your campus, folks. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna mic all of you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the shit we would hear. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. No. I don't miss that part of student life. What? Just kind of gossiping and. Oh, yeah. I was like looking back at it like university was a very good experience. However, I would never do an undergrad ever again. No. Um, that was very emotionally draining. It is. It's a lot of like different groups coming to get and which is fantastic, but mm-hmm. they're coming to get it's like a a lot of waves hitting each other at yeah, once. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go grad school and I hope grad school is mm-hmm. a little bit different, like not a little a lot different so for your grad school are you looking to stay in the province no i probably will probably uh leave and then come back yeah the province is home but like i i do find a value in leaving and coming back yeah and like i really especially if you're ambitious like you know you could kind of you kind of plateau for sure and i think um I wonder if maybe at our first little kiki sesh, we made it seem like we were going to stay in New Brunswick forever. Mm. While we both love it, it doesn't mean that we are excluding opportunities elsewhere yeah. for what it can do for New Brunswick in general, right? Yeah. Like, if I can learn a lot and then bring that back to my community here, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I? Yeah. Well, that's the point where I'm at. Like, I'm currently looking at the province has surplus land that they're trying to sell for like $900. Buy a piece of land, and then whenever I want to move back, I can build my shipping container house. There you go. Mm-hmm. Also, if anyone has any experience building a shipping container home, help me. Please get at us. <laughs> yeah, because we have a housing crisis in the Maritimes and the Atlantic region, and people cannot afford to have a quality life in a housing. I, yeah. I don't know where that just went with that. Okay. That's okay. I got the message. There you go. Or if you just want like a cute little office. Mm. <laughs> just kidding. Crisis is more important than an office space. It 100%. is. Yeah. So. And then it's building wealth. It's building like, that's the thing. Like, you know, the reason why boomers are rich right now is because they had a house to build equity. Yeah, we don't houses have. Houses cost like $30,000. But. Equity. So, like, if you buy a tiny home, I know my dad, the boomer. My dad Mm -hmm. talks about this constantly. Yeah. Anytime he gets me in a car alone, he's like, "Are you saving up to buy a home?" Yeah, I would. I'll say income property though. Yeah, that's what he wants. Yeah. That's what he wants me to do with my own money. You know what? You know what that is? Dynasty building. So drinking game. Dynasty building gets one drink. Mm. Anytime he says crisis, that's a shot. Yeah. Because you're in a crisis. I am. I, and that's the thing. I'm in a crisis. Are you? Yeah. I'm entering my quarter life crisis. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, who am I? 
Best of luck getting through that one. I mean, my advice on your 25th birthday do not drink Jameson and shampoo together. No, I won't do it. It's the worst. Yeah. You'll end up crying. That's what I did. I mean, like, I cry. I'm a, I'm a big crier. I cry every I cried this morning. Did you? Mm-hmm. I'm turning into one. Yeah. I cried a lot watching Moana the other night. Oh, such a beautiful movie. It's gorgeous, but I cried a lot. Mm. Anytime the ground came up, I, was, I felt the love. I'm gonna cry now. I'm gonna tear up. Okay. Whatever. We're ending it there then. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. I like popping it. Just kind of come in, check in, and leave. I know. I kind of like it. It makes me. I like our fourth episode. Exactly. Gives me something to look forward to. And what's our time at? Our time is da 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 drum roll please. 40 minutes. Bam! There we, we go. Exactly. God, we're so good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Oh my gosh. So, thank you folks for listening. Uh, as always, uh, comment, like, subscribe, give us feedback. Um, tweet at us. Tweet at us, yes. Yeah, so, we. I see funny commentary. On we're on the Twitter at <laughs> Catalyst Convo because someone owns Catalyst Conversation. Um, Follow us on Instagram at catalyst.conversation. And yeah, tell us what you feel and we will get back to you. So as always, peace and love.